Blog Talk Radio. Radio Show.
Good afternoon, folks. It's the Airline Radio Talk Show and the Eastern Airlines Radio Show. We're on the air live with another episode of Airline Talk, News, and History. We call it the Airline Radio Hour, bringing you stories from here and there and or from one airline to another. Hi, my name is Neil Holland. I'm a retired captain with Eastern Airlines and producer of the show. And if you're listening in on the show's website, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Captain Eddie, and you would like to call in and talk with our guest, our host, or to add your memories, then why not call us at 213-816-1611. Now, the uh, website is blogtalkradio.com. They're the ones that provide us airtime. And uh, you have to put a forward slash behind that dot com and put the uh, word Captain Eddie. That's abbreviated Captain C-A-P-T-E-D-D-I-E, Captain Eddie. And uh, I'll see your number on my producer's board here. And uh, I'll open up your microphone and you can just chat away about your airline, your memories, and so forth. You know, we are a satellite-based radio station and we're heard around the world. As a matter of fact, we have listeners in over 50 countries now. Our broadcasting antenna is over 22,000 miles above the Earth, so we get around. We get around globally. Our broadcasting antenna is pretty high, to say the least. And uh, let's repeat the number again for you to call in. It's 213-816-1611. You can call us now. Now, I want to pay... Uh, uh, I, I want to say thank you to the following countries that tuned us in last week. We had Panama, Costa Rica, Guatemala, Israel, Canada, Mexico, Dominican Republic, Chile, Argentina, Brazil, Ireland, United Kingdom, Norway, the Netherlands, Germany, Hungary, Switzerland, Romania, Hungary, I said that once before, I think, Italy, France, Spain, Portugal, South Africa, uh, China, India, South Korea, Japan, and Australia. Would anybody like to repeat that list? <laughs> I don't think so, but that is, uh, that's very encouraging that people will, uh, they don't tune in right now at the hour that we start our show at 1 o'clock Eastern time here on the East Coast of America, but more than likely, they go to our archive and on our website or at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Captain Eddie, and they play the most recent episode, listen to it, enjoy it. Apparently they do because they come back every week uh, with additional, I look and I find additional uh, countries from time to time, and I find that we've uh, lost one or two, but uh, we do have a number of countries that listen to us worldwide. And as to the song that you heard us open our show with, uh, it uh, is a 1974 theme music of American Airlines, and it was introduced by its president, Bob Crandall, in a special album for the American Airlines employees. We'll bring you a different airline music for each show that we play in 2023, and uh, our audience has grown to many airlines, and that's why we refer to it as the Airline Radio Hour. Uh, now, here's an announcement. You're first to hear it. 
we would like to make an announcement that the coming in the coming weeks we will be introducing a new airline radio show memories of a great airline as told by the men and women of Eastern Airlines you know we do have two names for our show as I signed on the airline radio talk show and the Eastern Airlines radio show and for years our broadcast were about Eastern Airlines. Well, uh, for our Eastern family and friends, we want to add this additional show, probably running anywhere from a half hour to uh, an hour, uh, depending on if I get any uh, readers that I'm going to request now. If you'd like to be a reader of some of these stories, uh, please let me know, and I'll tell you how it works. It's, it's fun to do. And you don't have to show up for the broadcast because you're recorded. And uh, we're looking for several readers. And so introduce, uh, email me at eneilholland, that's eneilholland, at yahoo.com. And now let's uh, see who we have with us today. I want to open the microphones as I see them on my producer's board. And I must say I'm very sorry for my voice today. Usually when I get a cold, I call it my radio voice because it's deep, deep. But right now it's, it's crackly, very crackly. Sounds like a bunch of static on the other end, I'm sure. But at any rate, I'm going to turn Jim Holder's microphone on right now and say, hello, Jim. How are you? Where are you? And what are you doing in your backyard? I am in the Atlanta, Georgia area. I'm doing good. And I'm not in my backyard, but I've been in my back, back, backyard an awful lot lately because I've got a new little miniature style of puppy, and she's running us to death, up and down, <laughs> around and around. No, he yeah. did number two. I mean, she did number two, but I didn't see any number ones. That's what we're doing is trying to raise a you – know, God, I'm, I think I'm almost 90 years old and got a new little baby dog. <laughs> well – Name Hyde. Uh, you can grow up together with your baby dog. How's that sound? You'll add years to your life, Jim. And it's taking them away right now. Yeah, yeah. That's the training part of it that I don't like. Yes. Okay, yes. I don't have an animal, but we used to a long time ago when the kids were small. Okay, I'm going to go all the way up to Canada now and say hello to our favorite Canadian, Brenda Shebo. <laughs> Our favorite editor also, she does a wonderful job with the Silverliners International Magazine, and I look forward to the next one that should be coming out soon. And Brenda, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Jim. Where are you? What's it like outside in your backyard? Well, I'm up just about an hour north of Toronto, up in the Caledon Hills, and uh, it's just kind of gray it's still quite cold. We had um, not an ice storm per se, but it was freezing rain all night. So the cars outside are literally an inch and a half thick with ice. And I'm not going out. I'm going to wait until we get warm weather and it melts off. Yeah, <laughs> that's great than that. That sounds sensible. <laughs> but no, okay. everything's well, good. Thank you. Very good. Very good. Okay, I'm going to go down to Dripping Springs. Texas, and the same for you, uh, Jim Harris. I'm going to ask you, uh, how you doing? What you what's uh, what's it like in your backyard? Hello, Neil. It's good to talk to you and hear from you. Um, oh, it's been interesting around here. A week ago, we had an ice storm, 
and that clear ice breaks everything. It, it broke some power poles in the middle, wires down everywhere. So my electricity was off from midnight 30 on Wednesday until a Sunday. But the is I did I had a generator in my garage for years that I didn't need still in the box. I drug it out, put some oil and gas in it, and pulled a little cord on the side, and it's running like crazy. And so that powered everything up from then until a Sunday whenever we finally got electricity back. It's been more than interesting. Today it's so it's about uh, it's about a little less than 50 degrees, clear blue sky, a little bit of wind, not much. So I have had a had a, a pipe bust, frozen burst in my over my garage, and I've got to set those insulation. I've got to let mess wet, and had a couple of panels of sheetrock fell down. So I'm we're still working on that, putting that all back together. But guess what? It's this called Life 101. So you just got to do what you have to do to keep on going on. Yep, Jim and I are the yep. same age, Jim Bob. Now the same age, so yeah. And I've got a little snoodle dog, much like you have, Jim. She's a cross between a poodle and a schnauzer. Jet black, pretty little black nose and black eyes and got about 50 white hairs under her chin. And she is such a sweetheart. I'm sitting in my chair right now and she's laying beside of me. Right up your day just to look at her. So that's what's happening in my world. Oh, that's nice. That is nice, yeah. You know, I've often wanted to come back as either a dog or a cat, and uh, because it <laughs> seems like they have the best life. Well, some of them do, and cat, <laughs> cats don't give a damn about anybody. You know, they they just I know. go through the <laughs> they life. They sure don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're they're rather independent. Yeah, and yeah. I got an area code six one five. I'm going to open up your microphone, area code six one five. Who might it be? Hey, Neil, this is Harry from way up here in Maryland. Okay, Harry, how is things? And I'm going to ask you, too. How are things in your backyard? Where are you? Well, they're good. It's uh, I'm in uh, Brunswick, Maryland. It's about 60 miles west of BWI. It's uh, a mostly sunny day, about 40 degrees outside, so not bad for the middle of January here, or February here. Yeah, that's not bad at all. What do they call those little yellow flowers that start popping up before it's supposed to be time spring? Jonquils or something like that? Is it jonquils? Jonquils, jonquils, daffodils, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's what it is, yeah. Yeah, that's always good to see because uh, we know it's here. Spring is here. And uh, so, well, very good. Now, okay, now let's get down to our show. Uh, we've got a, kind of an unusual show today because uh, last week, I, uh, being the administrator and managing of the EARA, which is Eastern Airlines Retiree Association's uh, uh, Facebook page, uh, I decided that I would add a chat feature to it, a chat feature. And I don't know if you guys uh, follow Facebook, but... Uh, the Eastern folks have got, oh, uh, over a dozen different Facebook pages that are operated by different people. Uh, Jim, you know, Jim uh, Holder, you know that the Silverliners have their, the Silver Falcons, Falcons rather, have their mm-hmm. face, uh, Facebook page. And the Silverliners, Brenda, 
Uh, has yes, it, by the way, who who manages the Silverliners page? Do you know? No. Um, they do a I good job. Kim Farrington and okay. um, Barbara Bicada. I think there's a couple of them. Yeah. Okay. Well, they do a good job, and uh, uh, I decided to put this chat feature on it. And uh, when I did, it uh, it starts off by the the, the pose a question. You pose a question on it, and my question was, uh, give or or list three things that you uh, that you loved about the company that you worked for, the airlines that you worked for. And because I put it only on the Eastern Airlines Facebook page, of course, most all of my posting was done by former Eastern people. And I just want to read a few of these. And as I do read these off, uh, if you have a comment to make, uh, Jim Holder or Brenda or Jim Harris or Harry, uh, then let me know uh, because we want to hear what you thought were three of the great features or great things that you loved about your airline. Now, Brenda is from Ward Air, so that's way up there in Canada. And, but, Brenda, I want you to think about three things that you liked about your airline. And, uh, okay. and let's let's hear it because in the form of a post because this is the way it sounds on the chat feature of our uh, Facebook page. Jose Rodriguez simply says, "I enjoy excellent service and customer service." He enjoyed that. Uh, Skip Ausler, uh, who was a pilot with Eastern, says he liked the lifelong friendships I have built. I like passes taking me everywhere in the world I wanted to go. I like flying first class everywhere I went because we didn't have frequent travelers. Getting upgrades graded to all the first class seats he liked. And back in those days, first class was known as the employee lounge. Well, I, I hadn't heard it sound a, a phrase that way. But, uh, you know, that might be true. Now, Paul Marks, uh, I don't know what department he was with with Eastern. He says, it's not like today's airlines. They're talking about Eastern. The people cared for the customers. And I would say that would be true probably for most older, the older airlines. They're, they were a caring uh, industry back in those days. Uh, today, it seems like it's turmoil at 37,000 or 41,000 feet from what we hear all the time. Yeah. Now, Jennifer West Cross, Krause, K-R-A-U-S-S-E, she says, number one, first fam trip to London she had on Easter. Number two, she enjoyed working overtime on holidays. I guess that's more money. Hmm. And then I don't understand W-D-B-R-R, but it means res training new hires. So she was in reservations. She loved all three of those. Now, Sandy Clemen, uh, Sandy Clemen, you know Sandy from Silver Liners. Yeah, yeah. Did I pronounce her last name right? I think, I think I did. it's Clemon. Clemon. Yeah. Sandy says one, receiving EAL's five star award for life saving. Wow. Oh. Number two. Wow. 
taking my mother to the World's Fair in New York. Oh, I remember that. Number three, having the opportunity to making new friends with the crew. Uh, that's encouraging. I thought the flight attendants hated us up in the front. <laughs> but, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Now, do any of you hosts that are on the air now uh, have anything that you'd like to comment uh, along the way? I, I don't want to put you on the spot, so whoever's voice I hear first, go ahead and sound off. I think, Jim, you you got to leave soon, pretty soon. You told us earlier in the show, but if you've got something that you want to say about uh, your remembrance of uh, some of the favorite things about your airline. Well, one of them for sure was flying to the West Coast. I love to fly over the Rockies, and the, just the, I love to lay over in Seattle and Portland and Los Angeles and San Francisco and San Diego. I really, uh, I guess because I'd never been there before, but uh, that was one of the things that I did. Luckily, I uh, got seniority pretty quick as first officer, and I was able to do it. And then I did it, of course, as the captain. I enjoyed flying to the West Coast. Great. That's Great. nice. How about you, uh, Brenda? What did you like about Ward Air? I loved the airplanes that we had, uh, the 747s and DC-10s. They were beautiful, big, shiny beasts that you got to work in. I loved our destinations. Um, we were always put up a single room, like we never doubled up, in uh, lovely hotels wherever we went. And the crew meals were incredible. The amount of food put on and the quality of it and the variety of it was just incredible. So that's three. <laughs> okay. They sound great. Sound like some of the ones that I'm about to read here. And also, before we do go back to our list, uh, Jim Harris, do you? there are three things that you enjoyed or just one overall? It, everything about it was excellent. It, it's, uh, I couldn't, it's the most wonderful job in the world. I enjoyed every day of it. I, it was so much fun, I couldn't believe they paid me for it. I wanted uh, that was a job I had wanted all of my life ever since I was, I don't know, six or seven years old. I don't know why I knew that, but I did. And, well, uh, and, and I can say Jim Holder and Jim Harris and also Brenda, uh, I enjoyed and Harry, I, although Harry didn't enjoy it as much as we did, but uh, I enjoyed the crew meals. Didn't tell anybody that, but uh, I, I, I enjoyed the crew meals. We always had good, decent food on our airplane. Well, they yeah. were good on the West Coast trips, too. Really good. Oh, outstanding. Yeah. Well, that's well yeah. You, 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 you guys never bragged about the crew meals hanging around crew schedule. So I always thought they were terrible, but you guys were keeping it a secret, I guess. <laughs> hey, Harry, and, and I, I want to ask you uh, this. Uh, did Harry? Did yeah. you ever? Did you ever get an invitation to fly up in the cockpit while you were a crew scheduler? Uh, no, I never did. I, I did one time before when I was a uh, ramp service in Huntsville. Uh, uh-huh. Other than that, I, I, that was the one time. That was a great okay. experience. And yeah. and uh, whoever mentioned about the past privileges, that was great for all of us. But I got to uh, get passes for my parents one time to go visit my sister and her husband in Germany, and that was just about the highlight of their life is getting to go on a trip like that, which they would have never, uh, never done that had not been for the passes. Yeah. Yep. 
Well, wow. You know, I keep getting a call from 757. I think it might be Bill Joseph, and he drops off. I don't know whether it's his uh, phone or uh, his connection to our show. But uh, Bill, uh, Bill Joseph, if you're listening and if you're in area code 757, why don't you call us back? I'm just going down my producer's board, and your number was at the very end, and you probably just couldn't wait around. But here's a few more while we see if we can connect with uh, Bill. Uh, Bill was one of our former uh, hosts on the show and always welcome to host anytime he wants to come back. Now, I got a post from Carolyn Sussman, and she says, number one, the feeling of camaraderie wherever I went. Number yeah, two, beautiful. flying home to Los Angeles from Miami whenever I could. And number three, uh-huh. flying to London from, my own, from Miami for free. Those were the three great things that she remembered about Eastern. Uh, and then yeah. Alfredo Arroyo, Alfredo says, having the opportunity to work, one, San Juan, number two, uh, Boston, and number three, MCI. Now, where is, is that McCoy? Is that Orlando? MCI, Kansas Jim Harris? Huh? Oh, Kansas MCI City. MCI is Kansas City, wasn't it? That's right, Kansas City. So he lists the three, San Juan, Kansas City, and Boston. And uh, that's where he enjoyed working with Eastern. And he says in a footnote, have lifelong friends in each stop along the way. Joe yeah. Barbaria, Joe Barbaria said uh, in his uh, three that uh, he enjoyed, he said, uh, I worked for, uh, I don't understand these, CHI, that's Chicago Reservations. And then Orlando, DOP, that's the department, don't know what that is, and CHISP, Chicago Sales perhaps. Uh, I don't know those uh, uh, acronyms for the various departments, but he worked uh, in these with fondness for many colleagues around the system. What a great place, and we call it family. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, the exp- expressions of these folks is just great. Marilyn French writes that it was a family. I was at Atlanta Reservations until 1991. My father was a pilot from 1946 until 1978 when he retired. We have a group that meet every year in January in Atlanta, and that's from Marilyn French. I wonder if her father was Captain Mel French with Eastern. Could be. How many Frenches does an airline have? (laughs) Okay. And then I'll stop with this one for a minute and then see if we can add some more of our own uh, remembrance. I've got to give you mine. But uh, Bonnie says, Bonnie Bishop Bird Gardner, that's her name, Bonnie Bishop Bird Gardner, G-A-R-D-N-E-R. She says, my husband was there until it closed. It was a family. Uh. Yeah. Mike Bradley Sr. says Miami. He was in Miami, 79 to 89, in the stock department in second shift. That's all he mentions. And then Bill Horton says, I love the company and all the family like camaraderie. 
Friends, I will never forget. And wow, yeah, great posting. And and um, <clears throat> let's see, my three favorites. Well, well, first of all, I have maybe a little different uh, uh, different thing. I, I I love my number one is the love that Eastern had for its employees, and I say that because they proved themselves early in my career with Eastern. Less than one year of work with Eastern, still on probation, my wife had a serious stroke. I was en route from Washington, where I was based, to Miami, and they called me in in Jacksonville, told me my wife was serious, and in the critical uh, unit there in Falls Church, Virginia, and they put me on another airplane, turned me around, got another pilot to replace me from Atlanta, from Atlanta, go over to Jacksonville, take the rest of the trip, and uh, flew me back to Washington, D.C., where I then was with my wife uh, until Eastern said, you want to come back to work. And I didn't have any medical. We didn't have any medical at uh, six months with Eastern, but did you know they paid for all of her hospital bills and everything, took care of us. Wow. And and told me I could come back back to work whenever I felt Mm -hmm. like coming back to work. That's a caring uh, company, folks. That's a caring company. Yeah, it sure is. Beautiful. So that, uh, and I've heard uh, mm-hmm. others. Uh, Ernie Betts tells a very similar story. Ernie Betts was a pilot with Eastern, and he passed away uh, just not too long ago. And Ernie and I, were he was hired a week before I was, and he had a similar experience about the same time with Eastern that I had with my wife. His wife had a serious stroke and also uh, was uh, paralyzed from the waist down. But uh, Eastern took care of her, sent her out to specialists in Texas, and paid for everything. Wow. So wow. a lot of folks don't know what goes on unless, you know, some of the employees tell you the real behind the scenes. Yes. That we always think about past privileges and uh, good crew meals like I do. And uh, and also the camaraderie, but behind the the, the 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 within the company, this is the way it operated. And a company like that is the reason that our airlines, and I'm sure Ward Airlines is the same, and United American, the rest of them probably have similar stories. But it's what causes uh, uh, an airline like Eastern to have over a dozen different Facebook pages people keeping the name of Eastern alive and well. Uh, so anyhow. Neil, I'm going to have to uh, run. Uh, enjoy okay. talking to you guys. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, Here, again. Bye, Jim. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Harry? <laughs> Harry? Are you still I'm here. with me, Harry? Yep, I'm here. I also want to thank crew scheduling. That's another one of my favorite uh, things that I'd like to mention as uh, to the airlines that I worked for, because in a lot of cases, a lot of cases, crew scheduling worked with its pilots. And I don't know whether I ask you for any special favors. You probably didn't even know me back in my co-pilot days, Harry. But uh, at any rate, uh, so many of the crew schedulers in Atlanta and in New York when I was temporarily based there, 
uh, did so many things for me that uh, I needed uh, this particular day off and it would require moving my trip or me picking up an additional trip. And I'm sure, Harry, you showed uh, you showed that same feeling toward crew schedule or, or pilots and crew members when they asked. Well, you, you know, Neil, working at crew schedule was kind of unique to me in, in the airline since I wasn't a pilot or a, fl- a flight crew, but I did get to know many of you guys, not well, but somewhat. And there were so many interesting characters. You know, you you meet people sometime later in life, and you say, "Man, I would I wish I'd known that guy or or that lady my whole life or a lot longer." Uh, yeah. Our, our friend up in New yeah. York that passed away not too long ago. I had that feeling about him, Captain Mike. He was a guy I wish I'd known uh, a long time ago. Yeah. But uh, Mike Scott. But there were a lot of really good good guys. Uh, and that's what we like to remember, the good guys, the the, the good times, yeah. the jokes. You know, some of yeah. you guys were always carrying on, even though you had such a uh, a serious job, whether it was uh, blue skies or, or lightning outside. Some of you guys were always just uh, singing a song. You know, it was just life. That's just what you did. So that that was yeah. always pleasant to see that. Uh, that's a great comment. Thank you. I know we had one crew scheduler. I don't remember the name, but at Word Air, <laughs> the story goes that he um, he got fired because we needed a crew in uh, Paris, and uh, the fastest needed him fast. So fastest way to get them there, he took him, booked him Toronto to New York, and New York to Paris on the Concorde. <laughs> so wow. that was a little. Ex- yeah. yeah, they had such a thrill. I know one of the girls that was on it that like, holy oh. cow, but it cost so much. But I kind of oh, feel yeah. sorry for him if he did get fired because he did what he could to get them there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You he know? did his job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did his job and he did it well. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's a few more. And maybe uh, uh, Jim Harris, you might uh, come in at the end of these few. But uh, Mary Escobar said that she worked from 1978 to 1991 at Miami Ticket Counter. Now, what a what a what a frightening job that would be, especially you know nowadays with airlines uh, canceling so many flights. I sure would hate to be out there oh. on the front line. And those guys on the ticket counter are on the front line. Yep. Uh, she yep. said that she liked the international ticket counter baggage service. She said she was on the ramp for eight months, and her last Miami reservations was her last job. The best job I ever had, Mary Escobar said. Uh-huh. Lucille uh-huh. Martini, that's a good name, Martini. Yeah. Lucille Grillos, I think it's Grillos, G-R-I-L-L-O-S, Grillos, Martini. Mm-hmm said, I took my first flight on Eastern Airlines when I was eight years old. <laughs> I worked in New York Center reservations and Miami reservations and at the Miami airport as well. And uh, still have Eastern friends since 1968. And they stay with you for a lifetime, folks, in the airline yeah. industry. They seem to. Yep. Uh, Gonzalo 
Carpentero said, Hello, everyone. I miss the Great Eastern family. Karen Jacobs said, Family all over the world. Opportunity to yeah. travel everywhere. Emergency parties to go to. I don't know what that means. Emergency parties <laughs> to go to. And she says, the best customer service, incredible opportunity to grow, expand, and have, and have freedom. She calls her job uh-huh. having freedom. Isn't that great to think of your yeah. employment as freedom? And she says, yeah. finally, she closes out and says, we had it all. Mm-hmm. We had it all. Mike yeah. Colton was an agent, supervisor, manager, and dispatcher. From 1965 to 92, he married a flight attendant. Her name is Pat. He married her in 65, and he says, I'm still married to her. <laughs> That's great. That's great. That is great. Bonnie, Bonnie Bishop Bird, I think I've already uh, called her out. Gail Packard, I guess like the Packard car. Gail Canet. Canet? K-A-N-E-T, I think that's her maiden name. Yeah, Kinnett, yeah. Yeah, Kinnett. Uh She was in Miami from 68 to 91. She was a coordinator, flight attendant recruitment. I probably assigned many of you and your flight attendant training classes and your first EAL home at the Miami Springs Villa. I love, uh, my, love to you all my 23 years at Eastern Airlines. Uh, yeah, these are good. These are good, and I'm glad that people are responding to that chat room like this. It really is good reading, for me at least, and that's yeah. why I told these folks I'd like to read their comments, good or bad. I, I didn't see any bad bad comments. I would have read them yeah. here, too. But uh, anyhow, yeah. there are a few more. There are a few more, and uh, one of my real good friends and he was a, a pilot. I enjoyed flying with him. A lot of folks didn't particularly care to be on his trips, but but uh, he was a good guy. Did me a lot of favors, and his name was Captain Frank Cheek. Well, Jeannie Cheek, his wife, his widow now, uh, she corresponds with uh, with us uh, on the Retiree Association uh, Facebook page, and Jeannie Cheek says Eastern Airlines was one huge lovable family from wherever you worked or wherever you were based. I'm still in contact with my friends I work with in Houston Reservations, 1964. Wonderful Gosh. memories we carry with us. Yeah. 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 Well, there's so, yeah, there's so many things that uh, I can think of, not only just crew scheduling and the and the uh, thought that Eastern, uh, you know, on a probationary pilot would care enough to take care of my wife and and uh, and my two children while while she was uh, uh, she was in a coma for two weeks uh, when oh. it first happened back in 1963, and um, uh, it, it was just a remarkable airline, a remarkable airline, and 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 that and that's the reason that so many of us still talk about her today. Yeah. And so many, probably the same. And I can say, basically, I know Jim thinks it's, well, Jim doesn't think. Jim knows. Jim Harris knows 
it was the greatest job and with the greatest airline. But Jim Harris, there are others like Brenda who would say the same thing about Ward Air uh, or Piedmont or Allegheny or Mohawk or uh, uh, Value Jet or just any anyone that they were. That's the aviation. That's the airline industry. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Ward Air would have done what Eastern did for you in that situation. Um, they were wonderful, but they were kind of a um, military. You, everybody, yeah. everybody did their best, and there wasn't any excuses. And it was kind yeah. of hard that way. Um, you know, it didn't matter if your wedding was uh, coming up on Saturday and you were on reserve. Too bad, so sad. You're going. Yeah. Yeah. And so well, that's it wasn't, where crew scheduling you know, comes in handy. That's where crew scheduling. Yes. You pay them off, right, Harry? Yeah. You take that. You take that money that's laid down, slapped down in front of you, a couple of hundred dollars, and say, "Move my trip, Harry." You, you know, back in, back in them days, Neil, twenty dollar bill would go a long way. <laughs> oh, we all had two uh, phones. Today it might. Today it might take hundreds, but back in that day, twenty bucks gets what you need. <laughs> you did the trick. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you'd have your work phone mention, that you knew let, you didn't answer. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let me mention one thing right quick, Neil, before I, I should have mentioned it, but we talked about passes. Uh, I was uh, flew to Chicago one time on a pass, met my wife on a blind date. And, you know, that was 50-something years ago, and my life would have been totally different had I not had that Eastern pass. Isn't that yeah. something? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Lord knows. Yeah. yeah. Lord knows. Yeah. 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 Um, beautiful. There's a title to the book. Fate is a hunter, Harry. <laughs> yeah. By Ernie Gant, yeah. who, by the way, is an honorary member of the Eastern Airlines Retiree Association. Oh wow! Eastern, pilot, Eastern pilots. I'm sorry, not e E A R A. Yeah. Repa, retired Eastern Pilots Association. Ernie Gann uh, was uh, a uh, convention speaker, and he was also uh, a uh, honorary uh, member of the uh, Re Retired Pilots Association. Wrote great books. He wrote some great books. Wow! So, Amazing. Um, now I've got I've got more, but I'm gonna read on next week's show probably the rest of these. Can't get them all in today because I do have an announcement that I want to make. That comes from uh, Brenda, your group out in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, the DFW, yes. Silverliners, yep. Silverliners. And um, if I can find it, it's the very beginning. I should have read it off at the very beginning of the show. But at any rate, here it is now. Here it is, I think. Uh, it's from the DFW Silverliners, and they are the host. And here's the good news, the announcement says. Yes, we know the price of eggs has increased. However, if you come to DFW, if you come to the DFW conference April 21st through the 24th of this year, you can have complimentary eggs and full breakfast included with the conference at the board meeting. Yeah. You must be staying, staying in an embassy suites, it sounds like to me. 
I'm not quite yeah. sure. I'm going, yeah. but I'm not quite yeah, okay. sure what, what hotel. <laughs> yeah, I always like the embassy suites because they serve you that great, great, great breakfast. I mean, it is yes. it is wonderful. And then they have the happy hour in the end of the day. And so that's oh, yeah. too. So at any rate, yep. she goes on to say, please review the new website, which is the Silver Liners Conferences. That's plural. The Silver Liners Conferences dot org for all the information. And easily and quickly register and book your hotel directly from the website with a credit card. Your Western chapter hosts, which include Denver, Dallas, Fort Worth, Las Vegas, Phoenix, and Southern California, have secured good rates and planned lots of events. So please support them. Grab a friend, share a room, and prepare to have fun. Deadline is coming soon, which is March the 10th of of this year. So show some Silver Liners hugs and camaraderie. I'm sorry, it should be probably share some Silver Liners hugs and camaraderie. And uh, so now, here's a group of flight attendants and affiliates, like me, being an affiliate member uh, as a pilot of the Jacksonville chapter. But uh, here's a group of flight attendants that uh, have done so so great in, in the last, I'd say, two years that I could see the movement just sweeping the airline industry. And it's open yes. not just for retirees, but for all flight attendants that are are flying today, I believe. Uh, would, yeah. you, would you like to add on to that, Brenda, because you are a director of the Silver Liners and the great editor that you are? Uh, thank you, Neil. Yes, it's, um, it is actually a one-of-a-kind organization that is growing quickly. I mean, there's been many flight attendant organizations for their particular airline, but we opened it up to all airlines. And so far, we're, I believe we're representing over 82 airlines. It might be wow. 84. Mm-hmm. We've even got uh, two new members from Air France, who oh, uh, have been a wife team who the wife met a husband flying the Concorde. So we've got some great stories there. We're opening, well, we're just starting to. We've got a lady in um, Honolulu starting to get ready to open a Hawaii chapter. And uh, we're looking forward to really becoming international. And the best part of it is, is the fact that once again you can become crew as you work together in your chapter, because all the work is for charity. Everything yeah. we do is to help others. Yeah. And the amount of money that is raised to help is phenomenal. And so, uh, but, but the joy in doing it is uh, so much fun. So yeah, Silverliners International, they have a website, www.thesilverlinersplural.org. And if you're out there, you're welcome to join, including pilots. Um, pilots are um, a, a, an associate member, meaning they can't vote on, you know, changing bylaws or anything. But 
they're fully loved, as Neil knows. <laughs> and you can join a chapter. So that's it. But I love it. I just love it. Yeah, Brenda, I, uh, there. You, you, I think you might know, Brenda, that that I joined about, no, Dave, I mean, not Dave, but Mike Scott, whom uh, yeah. Harry just mentioned, a great guy. Mike Scott and yeah. I joined. He joined about a week before I did. And when he told me he joined uh-huh. the Silverliners, by golly, I called Jacksonville and said, hey, how do I become a member? And uh, uh-huh. so they, they told me how to get the reserve, I mean, the application filled out and in. But uh, Dave, yeah. Dave, I don't know whether he ever got to attend. I think he did tell me he attended one meeting up there in New York area. And before uh, he passed away, not Dave, but Mike. I, I, I used to call him Mike. Dave uh, all the time, too. You remember Mike. Yeah. Oh, I remember Mike, yes. Yeah, great guy. Yeah, great Mike, guy. Mike had ordered our wings and everything. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was yeah. really a participant. Yeah, yeah. so – but it's a loving organization. It honestly is. And again, is. if you can imagine the stories from all these airlines, and, you know, we have survivors. I mean, we have one now that will be in this magazine who um, Pan Am Flight 110 with that terrorist attack in Rome in 1973. Oh, golly, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. And the stories in the magazine, we have Sandy Pearl from, of course, that terrible uh, southern crash into um, – Georgia on the highway yeah. in New yeah. Hope, Georgia. We have, yeah. you know, Mercedes uh, and Bev from the Eastern Airlines 401 crash yeah. into the Everglades. We have so many interesting, wonderful people. So yeah, it's it's quite the organization. Well, I'm glad that uh, this uh, organization has done so well, and it it came from the roots of the uh, Eastern Airlines flight attendants. Yes, it did. Yeah, and uh, it was given birth back long, long time ago at uh, the approval of Captain Eddie Rickenbacker, as I recall. Yeah, and uh, and uh, we have our own association, but uh, instead of growing like you guys are, uh, our organization, the Retired Eastern Pilots Association, is uh, just about. Uh, I haven't heard anything about whether they're going to have any kind of reunions. They were supposed yeah. to have 50th anniversary, but uh, but at any rate, uh, I'm real happy that the Silverliners, uh, and it, it became so popular that you did have to go international. And uh, it, Yes. It was, yeah, and I think it'll be worldwide. I think you'll have chapters in foreign countries before very long, Brenda. I think so, and I'm just trying to work on a model for that, that yeah. once we get the call that we've got seven, you need really five, but it's better to have ten people who want to yeah. form a chapter. Yeah. And uh, if we get that, then we've got to get working on that. So I'm looking at um, organizations that have uh, that can provide a model of having your central base in the United States and satellites around the world. So, yeah, it, it's just wonderful, actually. And again, it I makes like, you feel when you've left the airlines as a flight attendant, you do miss it. You know, there's a loss of that crew camaraderie with each other. Yeah. And yeah. this allows you. I mean, you really are your crew. You know, and yeah. the, the, just the joy. It's it's amazing. Well, yeah. the difference between your conventions and reunions with the uh, flight attendants, instead, uh, you guys uh, are talking. 
and uh, the pilots are moving their hands like little miniature airplanes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's the difference. But uh, we we both share stories, and that's what I really yes. enjoyed about going to the Jacksonville chapter is the stories that uh, I heard from the flight attendants. And, uh, yes. And I don't think they would hold back anything about thoughts about the flight crew, but uh, no. <laughs> we have some uh, we have some great uh, members here in our organization. Fortunately, I'm not able to uh, make many of the meetings because of my situation here. Yeah. Uh, and um, but at any rate, my heart's with the Silverliners, and uh, I hope you go go forward a long, long time and long uh, all around the world. Just like our broadcast. Yeah, I here. do too, Neil. Yeah. I do too. I mean, what a wonderful thought to have charities around the world, thanks to former flight crew. Yeah. You know. Now, I want to. I want to hear some closing words from Jim Harris. I don't care what they are, Jim. You can give me a travel log as if you were flying from Omaha to Seattle in your 727. Oh, okay. Yeah, first off, let me say, I don't think there's anything that I did not like about Eastern Airlines. It, it was a great organization. I enjoyed all the camaraderie with the flight crew, with my fellow pilots. Yep. We had great camaraderie with the flight attendants, and it, it was every it was that way everywhere. Yeah, There was nothing I didn't enjoy about it. It was, a, was the greatest job in the entire world. And it was so good. I never, never. It's hard for me to believe they even paid me to do that. Yep. Because I'm a yep. light airplane pilot, and I had, I had to buy all my time. So my, you know, Jim, now, they now pay me to do. Go ahead. You know, Jim, I, I often thought flying from Mexico City to Atlanta, and I would think when they served us that breakfast in the morning out of Mexico City, oh, it was good. It was not Way good. Too. It was from heaven. I mean, I know. <laughs> it was heavenly. And I used to say, you know, here we are at 30-some thousand feet with the finest meal, the finest flight attendants in America, and they pay us to do this. It's incredible. And I often thought, I wonder, at time of pilot contract negotiations, whether the management would pull those voice recorders out of those airplanes, especially from Mexico oh. City to Atlanta, and use that against us, and they pay us for this. <laughs> oh, heaven forbid have. if they ever listened yep. to that. They must have got yep. some wild things on there. <laughs> yep, yep. That's why a lot of people put uh, tape over the speakers on <laughs> <laughs> well, quickly, if you don't mind, I'll give one quick one. We had a yeah. pilot. Oh, he was always joking around. And it was um, out of Quebec, the flight, and I was the in-flight manager. I think I've told this before on the air. And uh, there was a lady who wanted a, her little son to go up to the cockpit. So he was little. He was really little. He was oh, just about two years old, you know. And he was dressed in a little sailor suit. <laughs> I carried him up to the cockpit, and we went in. It was a DC-10. And uh, the captain turns around when you think about the voice recorder and looks at the little guy and says, ever been to see Billy? Ever seen a grown man naked? 
Oh, <laughs> he must have seen the airplane movie. He did. That's what he was doing. And, of course, the child was too young to speak even. Plus, he'd speak French. Oh, my so, God. Oh, yes. Oh, I'll never golly. forget that. <laughs> so I said to him, you know, if we go down in the next hour, you're in trouble. Although well, it won't matter. <laughs> We had our characters too, and uh, uh, we, we didn't we didn't have the blow up doll that flew the airplane, the <laughs> autopilot, the blow up doll. That was but, such a good movie. Uh, it was such a good. I'm gonna see if I can find that and see it again today on Netflix or some <laughs> some of the uh, providers. But hey, we've had a good time today talking about our airline, mostly about the yeah. But we did have Ward Air to slip a few comments in, and we're glad of that. <laughs> and and Thank Brenda, you. keep up the brilliant work that you do on that magazine. It's great. It really is super. Thank you, Neil. Yeah, just working on it now. So. <laughs> okay. Well, don't let me hold you back because we're going to give it over to Hop Harrigan now. Our captain for flight uh, flight eighty. This is our 80th show doing this. 80th show. Wow. We've had over 700. We're about 800 shows now that we've done in the 12 years we've been doing this. So I'm real happy wow. about that. Yeah. So we're going to turn this over to uh, Hop Harrigan and uh, see if we yep. can get the airplane on the ground. So it's all yours, Hop. Feeling well, hundred, all clear. Okay, this is Hop Harrigan coming in.
out of sight Don't leave me, I cry Don't take that airplane ride But you locked me out of your mind And left me standing here behind Silver wings Shining in the sunlight Roaring engines Headed somewhere in flight They're taking you away Leaving me